I'm Rob Daly. Welcome to the UEFA Champions League podcast. So the semi-finals kicked off in cautious fashion this evening as Manchester City and Real Madrid battled out a goal destroyed in Manchester and City have Joe Hart to thank for that. It's towards Ramos. Bale and Pepe's there. It's a wonderful save by the goalkeeper and Manchester City survived. Pepe it was who had a free shot at goal just eight yards out. So all is still to play for in the second leg of the Bernabeu. Tomorrow evening sees the second semi-final get underway in Spain between two teams who scraped through their quarter-finals. And it comes from Alonso, it's headed goalwards, and it's in, and it's Muller and FC Bayern are heading into a fifth successive UEFA Champions League semi-final. Puffs out his cheeks, the French international. Griezmann takes it, and Griezmann scores! into the goalkeeper's bottom left-hand corner. He can wheel away, he can celebrate with Diego Simeone. Atletico are going through to the semi-finals of the UEFA Champions League. So a full preview of Wednesday's semi-final first leg between Atletico and Bayern to come, plus the best analysis and reaction to Manchester City and Real Madrid, including reaction from Joe Hart, Vincent Company, and Manuel Pellegrini. So stay with us right here on the UEFA Champions League podcast. Well, what an absorbing opening semi-final first leg we've had in the UEFA Champions League with it finishing at the City of Manchester Stadium. Manchester City nil, Real Madrid nil. So let's hear how the match unfolded. Commentary from John Bradley. On now towards Lucas Vasquez, looks up, thinks about a right-footed shot, finds Carvajal. Carvajal looking for Hesse's header! It's hit the woodwork and gone over the top. Here's the corner, right-footed. It's to header down and it's just away. It would have been the most unlikely of scorers because the man who met the header was Casimiro. And he was denied by a good save with his feet by Joe Hart. It's towards Ramos. Bale and Pepe's there. It's a wonderful save by the goalkeeper. And Manchester City survived. Pepe it was who had a free shot at goal just eight yards out. It's Kevin De Bruyne who's crafted so many goals for Manchester City who takes and tipped over by Keylo Navas. And Manchester City have a corner. And there goes the final whistle. It's honours even between Zinedine Zidane and Manuel Pellegrini. Real Madrid had the better chances. Joe Hart the hero. It's all to play for in Madrid in eight days' time. Manchester City nil, Real Madrid nil. Well, it certainly is all to play for in the second leg at the Bernabeu. John Bradley, our commentator for the game, uh, joins us now. John, it was very tight and cagey from both teams. I think it was a game of attrition. I think that certainly you felt that Manchester City didn't want to allow Real Madrid to scoring away goal and of course they would have been boosted first by the news that Cristiano Ronaldo was missing from the starting 11 and then of course with Real Madrid losing Karim Benzema at half time as well and they stood firm and defended well what they will be disappointed with is that they were unable really to find a consistent level to get through the Real Madrid defence for whom Pepe was uh, outstanding. Uh, European football expert Andy Brassel joins us on the show as well Andy Joe Hart outstanding. 
He really was, and he's been one of the best goalkeepers in the UEFA Champions League this season. You know, the best goalkeepers show up at, at the very best times, and he was excellent in, in, in both legs of the quarterfinal uh, against Paris Saint-Germain. Of course, he, he set the tone, really, by uh, saving the penalty from Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, right at the end of this. And it, I think what shows an outstanding goalkeeper for one of the very best teams, which they, they all are, of course, at this stage of the competition, is a, a goalkeeper who doesn't do much for much of the game, but at the moment where he has to concentrate, where he has to make his presence weigh heavily, he does, and he did exactly that. Uh, John, for people who didn't see the game, you don't you have to say Real Madrid shaded it over the course of the 90 minutes, would you? I think what you'd say is that they looked the more likely to find a goal in the second half. They certainly yeah. improved. I think the first half was very, very even. Uh, both sides in what was a tactical battle played primarily in the middle third of the field. Neither side really had a shot on target. Uh, it's a rare occasion in the UEFA Champions League game where we didn't have a shot on target in the first half. But that wasn't because it was a bad game. It was because both sides were just really feeling each other yeah. out. Second half, as the game stretched a little, and Manchester City maybe tired a little because they pressed very high in the first half, Real Madrid did, did create the chances. And we'll be a little disappointed they didn't maybe take one of them, but certainly Joe Hart made two super stops. John, you noticed something so interesting ahead of the game that as the, the teams were coming out with the programme and their headphones on to look at the pitch, Cristiano Ronaldo gave a little thumbs down. And, yep. and, and clearly, that meant I'm, I'm, not, I'm not involved. He was gesturing to someone. And it became the story. And for yeah. the Manchester City players walking out, everyone was focusing on Cristiano Ronaldo in a big coat and sitting behind the, the dugout in the technical <laughs> area. And every time Real Madrid had a shot, it focused on Cristiano Ronaldo. And we all know he's the star man. We know he scored 16 goals this season. He's one shy of his record, of course, from last season. So... It is one of those occasions where you don't have a player like him. But I think equally as, uh, as much to be missed is Karim Benzema when in the first half he, he looked like a player who was off colour and was a little jaded. So, you know, it, it was a real blow to, for, for Real Madrid to lose them. But equally, Manchester City not having Yaya Toure as well. Yeah, and David Silva went off injured as well. Uh, but Andy, uh, the Spanish press are talking about uh, Ronaldo's injury and his, his prospects for the second leg. That's right. Marca saying it's by no means certain that he will make the second leg. Mm. Although it was saying uh, that there was certainly a precautionary element to him being left out this evening. And if it was the final, he certainly would have played, but there's there's concern for him. Uh, let's hear from uh, City's man of the match now, goalkeeper Joe Hart. They had chances from set pieces. That's that would have been disappointing for us to concede from a set piece. You know, we're playing against Real Madrid here. We're not. Um, we'd expect to have locked that down and uh, expect them to have to open us up with class. Uh, but I thought we defended well. You know, I had to do my job in the end, make a couple of saves. It's important, and we we set it up for next week. Uh, that's what he's there for. Joe Hart making some uh, crucial saves and, and Andy and people speculating on social media uh, this evening that he might be uh, their outstanding player of their run to the semi-finals so far. Yes, that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, you, you expect that, I think, to, to a certain degree. But, you know, we have to say that City's defensive improvement from back to front is, is, is very, very uh, worth underlining. Uh, you know, you think of Vincent Company being the real leader of that defence. I thought Nicolas Otamendi was this evening. Yeah. Of course, uh, Company's just feeling his way back and he played very well as well. But Otamendi's really got the personality to, to, to lead that team on. We saw very, very good, very solid performances in the full-back positions from uh, Bakary Sanya, especially Gael Clichy as, as, as well. So 
you've got a sense that City are learning and learning fast in the UEFA Champions League in the same way that Juventus did last yeah. season. I'm certain Bakri Sanya was happy not to face Cristiano Ronaldo, but he did say that we knew that it would be a tough game even without Cristiano Ronaldo. They are a great team that we gave our all. And just some breaking news is that Manuel Pellegrini said that he feels that David Silva will not be fit for the second ah, leg. OK, very interesting. Thanks, John. Let's hear from our City's captain, ex-Vincent Company. Nel-Nel is a very uh, dangerous score. From the moment we, we managed to score in, in Madrid, it'll be, a, it'll be a very different game. So, uh, no, Nel-Nel is a good result. Hard to keep a clean sheet against such a good, uh, you know, attacking team. Yeah, overall, you know, we could, uh, you know, we, we can be we can be proud of what we've achieved in the first uh, first leg of this game. But obviously, everything's going to be played next week now. Okay, Vincent Company there speaking after the nil-nil draw with Real Madrid. Uh, so, so David Silva potentially not in that return leg, uh, and Sami Nasri not registered for the UEFA Champions League squad given his injury earlier yes. in the season. Surely Sterling. Uh, would be the would be the likely player to come in at the Bernabeu. You'd be surprised at two strikers with Ian Acho, another option. That, that's right. Um, I, I feel the potential return of Yaya Toure could be really important. Oh, of course, yeah. I, I think in the in, in the biggest games, he's uh, someone who you expect to see in an advanced position. Um, he's really weighed harder in, in City's Premier League wins, uh, Premier League title wins in those sort of situations. Also, I think with that sort of control in the advanced position, he's good at releasing Kevin De Bruyne to make the breaks beyond the defence. And that's something they really struggle to do. Find a way to get De Bruyne beyond... Uh, the, the, the central defensive partnership of Pep and Sergio Ramos with that great pace. That's something that they'll really want to work on for next week. Uh, it certainly will. Uh, Manchester City nil, Real Madrid nil. If you are just joining us in the UEFA uh, Champions League, Lota Mateus, one of those to praise Joe Hart this evening on social media. Fernando says the second leg is certainly uh, up for grabs at the Bernabeu. Uh, for Real Madrid, meanwhile, uh, lots of positives for them as well, but they didn't take their chances on the night. And John, I thought, I did think it was interesting that, that the likes of Isco, James and Kovacic, uh, big money players, di didn't really feature until late on. Isco did come on for a few minutes. I think, though, that Zinedine Zidane has got his way and his pattern, hasn't he? He likes that three of Casemiro, Modric and Toni Kroos. It works for him and has been his tried and trusted formula for, for quite a few games yeah. now. And certainly in the big games, that's what he likes to go with. So I think that it's no surprise to see those others on the bench. I suppose when you lose Cristiano Ronaldo, some people may feel that James Rodriguez would come in and, and, and attack. He says, we know what a wonderful player he is. But of course, he trusted Lucas Vazquez, who has been maybe the young, shining light of Real Madrid's season. And it was exciting at the Bernabeu the last time these, these two sides let met, last met, John. A few more goals. Yeah, I don't think Manchester City will want to be 2-1 <laughs> up after 87 <laughs> minutes and then see the same thing happen because, of course, those two late goals turned it around for Real Madrid, didn't they? Uh, uh, don't forget to join us on Wednesday, the 4th of May, for all the build-up and full live commentary of that second leg in Madrid. will be on air from 19.30 Central European time right here on Match Day Live. Coming up, we'll look ahead to Wednesday's other semi-final first leg, Atletico against Bayern. Dizemos não ao racismo. Nein zum Rassismus. Nein til Rassismus. Nein den Rassismus. No to racism. No al racismo. Cristiano Ronaldo, Manuel Neuer, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Arjen Robben, Gareth Bale and Lionel Messi are just a few of the UEFA Champions League stars saying no to racism. European football united against racism. Respect. Demise.
You're listening to UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Okay, let's concentrate on Wednesday's semi-final first leg between Atletico and Bayern in Madrid. The Spanish side knocked out the holders, Barcelona, in the last round, while Bayern edged past the Portuguese giants, Benfica. Let's speak to our commentator for the match of the Calderon, uh, Phil Blacker, on the show now. Phil, uh, I imagine that Atletico would be very happy if they managed to squeeze out a 1-0 win against Bayern tomorrow night. I'm sure they would, yeah. Evening, Rob. It is a fascinating contrast of styles, this one really, isn't it, in store. Uh, in the the first leg of this semi-final, it's decided with the, the joint best defensive record in the the competition. Just the five goals conceded against the top scorers, Bayern, uh, in 28 goals, I think, so far it is, uh, in the UEFA Champions League this season. So if Atletico can shut out that remarkable strike force and take some sort of lead, to Bavaria in a week's time. They'll be absolutely delighted with that. It's going to be really intriguingly poised. I can't see any scenario really where the tie is going to be won in this first leg. I think it is going to go the distance this one. And it's a clash between the two coaches as well. The, the different footballing philosophies. I think really since the, the success that Pep Guardiola had at Barcelona, bringing in the, the attacking style of football, it was almost era-defining stuff, wasn't it? A change in philosophy. And I think Simeone is the first coach that has come close to combating that. He's done it against Guardiola's former club, Barcelona, in the previous round. Now he's got to do it against Pep himself. And, and that head-to-head -head between the two bosses there, the different footballing philosophies is going to be integral to this tie. Phil, when you talk about, I suppose it's Simeone doing for defensive football what Guardiola has maybe done for a, a, attacking football. The interesting thing, I think, is if we look at the last three months, Atletico have suffered so many injuries at the back that would seriously affect other teams. We've had a couple of thigh injuries to Godin. We've had uh, Stefan Savic go down. Jose Mar Jimenez has gone down. They've had to bring in uh, Lucas, Vasque, uh, Lucas uh, Hernandez, who ha had very little experience in this competition or in La Liga. But they've, they've found a way. They've got so much quality in that defensive area. It's remarkable, isn't it? And I think it comes down to the structure of the side, the, the strategy of the coach, as much as the personnel, because you're right, they have had those key injuries, and whoever has been missing, they've always found a way to, to combat the opposition. They're going to be without perhaps the, the biggest talisman of them all, and maybe I think the defender who best represents the qualities of the side under Simeone in Diego Godin is going to miss out uh, the, the first leg, at least, with a hamstring injury. It's going to be interesting to see who actually is picked at the back. Jimenez returned, I think, from uh, a hamstring injury of his own against Malaga at the weekend. He's going to be back in contention. Lucas Hernandez was brilliant in his first two starts in the competition against Barcelona. But I think it, it just hints really at the uh, defensive work ethic throughout the team, that regardless of who's playing at the back, they still generally manage to find a way to shut out the opposition. It's two goals conceded, I think, in the last 12 home games in the UEFA <laughs> Champions League. It's an incredible statistic, isn't it? Uh, well, let's hear from Atletico's uh, shot stopper, Jan Black. We know that Bayern is a strong team with amazing players like Ar Miller in Lewandowski. So I hope we will we will play good in defense. We will stop them and uh, score a goal. But uh, we know that will be difficult and that will be a hard game, tough game, two games. So let's see what will happen. Phil, um, when we talk about Jan Oblak, he had a really unpromising start to his UEFA Champions League career, didn't he? On his debut against uh, Olympiacos, the first game after the 2014 final, he faced three shots and 
conceded them all. But really, after that injury to Miguel Angel Moya, who, who took his place in the last 16 game against uh, Leverkusen that season, he's really made the place his own and, and become a legend at the club. He's certainly heading that way, isn't he? It's a, a remarkable transformation in fortunes, really. And you're right, it all kind of started when he came on for, for Moya in that match and has very much kept him really on the sidelines ever since. He's already got a club record this season, 22 clean sheets for Atletico. That's two more than uh, the, the best mark that Thibaut Courtois on a couple of occasions had, had previously set. Again, I, I think that partly comes down to the collective defensive strength of the side that we've already talked about. The fact that he maybe doesn't have as much work to do as many goalkeepers simply because of the, the sterling defensive jobs done by those in front of him. But when required, he certainly stepped up to the plate. Um, that record, I think, says it all. And he's still got so many more years potentially in front of him as the future number one to really cement that, that position, as you say, in, in the club legend. Well, despite their defensive strengths, uh, left-back Felipe Luis says Atletico have the personnel to cause Bayern problems attackingly too. We have players which uh, are getting better and better and improving his, uh, his football. And uh, I think we're also going to play the first game at home. So also give us a positive way to face this this hard game against Bayer. So we're gonna have chances, but uh, of course it's gonna be really difficult. But we are prepared, more prepared than ever, to win this uh, semi-final tie. Atletico have won five in a row since uh, they were beaten by Barcelona in the quarterfinals at the Camp Nou. A 1-0 win over Malaga at the weekend. But, but Phil Beiner is a side that are very close to the Bundesliga title. They can, they can really focus on this tie and getting their attacking talent all fresh for this tie over two legs. They can, yeah, just uh, one win away from uh, a retention of that title now. It was another big, important step at uh, the weekend, wasn't it, for them? Uh, and this is very much, I think, the, the primary focus, certainly. I think Pep Guardiola has admitted as much and said that despite the fact he's got them to at least this semi-final stage for a, a third successive season each of his three years in Munich, his time is only going to be remembered as a success if they win this UEFA Champions League. He said he thinks that's harsh, but it is the way that it is. <laughs> There's no doubting at all their focus on this. So many attacking towns. We've talked about the 28 goals that they've scored. It has to be said as well, that defensively, they've been excellent. Certainly in the Bundesliga, en route to uh, the, the Champions-elect title, they've only conceded 14 goals all season domestically. So Atletico, who aren't expecting to see too much of the ball, looking to hit on the counter-attack, even as the home side, will potentially find that difficult, despite all the, the attacking uh, talent and attacking threat for which Bayern are notably and, and rightly, I think, acknowledge this season. Yeah, Bayern Tuna winners at Hertha at the weekend puts them on the brink of the title. Vidal and Douglas Costa with the goals there. Uh, let's hear from Bayern winger Franck Ribéry next. The Frenchman has had a tough season, but he's determined to end the campaign with more than one winner's medal, as Dave Farrer explains. While playing as a boy for his local team, Franck Ribéry admired the great Jean-Pierre Papin a player who hails from the same region of France. He's gone on to emulate his hero in many ways, a French footballing icon and a UEFA Champions League winner who's represented both Marseille and Bayern with distinction. Yes, I was very warmly welcomed here in Munich by everybody, people at the club and the fans. But it's true that going abroad to play and not being able to speak German was far from easy at first. But I received such a warm welcome that it really allowed me to settle in easily here. And afterwards, I think my own capabilities allowed me to express myself on the pitch. So in all, the transfer was really easy, as well as my arrival here at Bayern. Having won 15 major trophies since his move to Bavaria nine years ago, there have been many highs. 
but for all his success, it's Bayern's triumph in this competition in 2013 that has given the France star the most pleasure. It might break for Robin. Is this it? It is for Ryan Robin. Surely the goal that has won the UEFA Champions League. It was a very tough match, but we managed to win it, and it was a huge relief because of what happened in the previous few years when we didn't manage to win two finals against Inter Milan in Madrid and against Chelsea at home. We got the win against Dortmund, and it was great for all of us. 2015-16 hasn't been so kind to Ribéry. Ankle and muscle injuries restricted him to only two appearances in the first half of the season, but his form since the turn of the year has led Pep Guardiola to single him out for praise. It was very hard for me mentally. Now I'm back with the team and on the pitch, I'm really enjoying it and I'm very happy to have got back to my level so quickly. A recent overhead kick against Eintracht Frankfurt is one of the outstanding goals in Europe this season. And despite plenty of competition for places, with the likes of Kingsley Coman and Douglas Costa now at Bayern, the 33-year-old believes he still has plenty to offer, as the German giants aim for the treble. The club and I have experienced many things together and we've won many trophies together. I know we're going to win many more accolades together too. We have a very strong relationship, whether it's the people at the club or the fans. I love it here and I take huge pleasure from it. It's a joy to play for this club, for the people linked to the club and also for the fans. It's fantastic. Well, he's back and he might prove to be vital uh, for Bayern with Ian Robin out injured. Uh, Phil Blacker, our commentator for Atletico Bayern, uh, is still with us on Match Day Live. Phil, even, even if Ribéry uh, doesn't feature, I mean, there's so many wide options, as we heard in, in the package from Dave Farrer there. There is, and, and that's the thing why so many sides, virtually every team, have found uh, Bayern almost impossible to stop from uh, scoring this season. I think only four teams have uh, managed that all season in all competitions. And, yeah, even without Robin. Ribéry steps in and maybe his experience will come to the fore. I think there's a sense that although it has been a, a difficult, frustrating season for him so far because of injuries, hasn't yet scored in the UEFA Champions League, only featured in the, in the five games, just a couple of Bundesliga goals, although what a goal one of those was, as, as we've just been hearing. This could be his time now, you know, back to, to full fitness in this side. But even if Ribéry doesn't fire, you've got Douglas Costa, who's had such a, a fabulous first season with the club, the option of Kingsley Coman as well. Uh, Thomas Muller, his role can change depending on the opposition. There are so many attacking options for Pep Guardiola depending on the opposition, depending on the, the situation. I think it's going to be fascinating which of those he decides to, to utilise for this one. It certainly will, Phil. We look forward to uh, your commentary uh, tomorrow. Phil Blacker joining us on Wednesday night for Match Day Live from 1930 CET. We're going to have build-up action and reaction to Atletico Bayern in their UEFA Champions League semi-final first leg. Bayern unbeaten in 11 matches in a row. Andy, before we, we go back to our, our game tonight, um, prediction, Atletico Bayern? Atletico are going to sneak it 1-0, but I agree with Phil that it won't be finished either way in the first leg. Uh, yes, I'd be inclined to think that too. Uh, so we have coverage of that um, for you on Match Day Live on Wednesday. John Bradley is poised to give us some more reaction, I understand, to uh, Manchester City against Real Madrid. I was just going to say that Manchester City need to channel their inner Spartak Moscow if they are to <laughs> overturn, or not overturn it, or to get a victory. They're the uh, only team that have won in the Bernabeu after a nil-nil draw in a knockout tie in the first leg of a European tie happening in the quarter-finals of the European Champions <laughs> Club Cup in 1991. Spartak Moscow won 3-1 in the Bernabeu after a nil-nil draw in Moscow. Andy Bressel's amazed by that statistic. 
I'm sure uh, fluent Russian speaker Fernandinho will be familiar with that statistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, let's get the thoughts of uh, Manuel Pellegrini. He's been looking ahead to the second leg. So now we are going to go to, to Renaveo with the same uh, attitude for, for our team exactly the same to play away or to play at home. We are going to have more space. The Real Madrid must attack a little bit more. And always I said that playing the first game at home is, is you never know what is good. Uh, you cannot take too much risks because the goal away is so important. But now we'll see uh, in the second leg who, who will play the final. Manuel Pellegrini looking to reach a UEFA Champions League final. Can he take Manchester City uh, to the showpiece in Milan? Andy, as well, in the, in the aftermath of the game, you've been looking at some interesting stats, in particular about Real Madrid's work rate. That's right. Uh, and we talked about how Lucas Vasquez made a huge impact. He ran more than anyone on the pitch tonight, 13.37 kilometres. The next best, Kevin De Bruyne, 11.69 kilometres. Big drop-off. And I suspect that's part of the reason that... that Zinedine Zidane had such faith in him to, to, to feature from the start tonight. Absolutely, and already he started adding various strings to his bow. You think of that towering header he scored against Real Vallecano at the weekend. He offers so much in so many different ways. And I think the industry of him and Jeze shows why Real Madrid should still be the favourites for the second leg. Despite whether Zidane was saying he doesn't know in the, in the post-match press conference, he doesn't know whether Benzema and Cristiano Ronaldo will be fit for the second leg. Do you know what they put it down to as well? It's not just the distance you cover, it's the highly intensive running, the sprinting. And Lucas Vazquez tonight, there was one occasion yeah. where he was 70 metres chasing back to make a super tackle on Kevin De Bruyne. On De Bruyne, enough. yeah. Uh, and it just showed the attitude... Uh, and the appetite he has for hard work. And, uh, yeah, they've got a good young in there, haven't they? I know it's pointless, uh, but <laughs> let's have a prediction for the second leg. Let's have a with Ronaldo and a without Ronaldo uh, prediction for the second leg. Andy, starting with you, John. John's thinking. <laughs> either, either way, I, I take Real Madrid to win it narrowly because Real Madrid at the Bernabeu is still Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. Zinedine Zidane said that he won't promise that he will be fit for the second leg, nor Karim Benzema, but they will try day by day and monitor it. If he plays, they will win 3-1. If he doesn't play, they will win 2-0. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> I can't work out what's better. That was worth the thinking time. <laughs> that was great. Uh, John and Andy, thank you so much uh, for your company on Match Day Live uh, tonight. That's just about all we have time for uh, on the show this evening as the semi-finals of the world's greatest club competition started in cagey fashion with Manchester City and Real Madrid playing out a goalless draw at the City of Manchester Stadium. Hesse hitting the bar, Joe Hart producing two world-class saves to keep out Los Marengas. Uh, join us again from 19.30 Central European time on Wednesday night for our second semi-final first leg tie. A really interesting and counter at the Vicente Calderon as Atletico hosts the five-time winners Bayern. It's sure to be another enthralling night in the UEFA Champions League. But until then, from Andy Brassel, John Bradley and myself, Rob Daly, it's goodbye. On now towards Lucas Vasquez, looks up, thinks about a right-footed shot, finds Carvajal. Carvajal looking for Hesse's header! It's hit the woodwork and gone over the top. Here's the corner, right-footed. It's to header down and it's just away. It would have been the most unlikely of scorers because the man who met the header was Casemiro.
and he was denied by a good save with his feet by Joe Hart. It's towards Ramos. Bale and Pepe's there. It's a wonderful save by the goalkeeper, and Manchester City survive. Pepe it was who had a free shot at goal just eight yards out. It's Kevin De Bruyne who's crafted so many goals for Manchester City, who takes and tipped over by Keylor Navas. And Manchester City have a corner. And there goes the final whistle. It's honours even between Zinedine Zidane and Manuel Pellegrini. Real Madrid had the better chances. Joe Hart, the hero. It's all to play for in Madrid in eight days' time. Manchester City nil, Real Madrid nil. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.